welcome to Dear Sparrow's podcast. I am your host, Callie. So I'm not going to lie, this whole uh, series that we're starting off authentic has been kind of a challenge, not because I don't want to be authentic, but because I really, really want to be authentic. And I was really just deep in prayer and thinking about, okay, what topics can we talk about that typically in kind of the mainstream and the typical idea of being authentic maybe isn't really covering um, what is true and real and authentic that is really being hidden from our conversations, even conversations deeply within, um, you know, church Bible studies or anything like that. And so today I want to talk about, uh, to kind of kick off our authenticity, is I want to be a little vulnerable. And I want to talk about when you are crushed in spirit um, and just kind of hurt and pain. Um, and I think being honest over the summer, I had a just, and this is just me being very vulnerable and sharing this. And I hope that in me sharing this, whomever is listening, that, that something will resonate within you and you will not feel so alone. Um, or you might have this as advice going forward that you are not alone if something like this happens to you. And so in the spirit of being authentic, I guess, you know, you have to be real and you have to be honest and truthful and really just vulnerable at times. And so to be totally honest, my summer was (laughs) pretty awful. Um, You know, my Instagram, that's, that shows one thing and that's, that's a highlight reel. And I don't think, I think there's a difference between Instagram's being not authentic and then being authentic, but it's kind of more the highlights. So you're not, you know, I was listening to Eric Metaxa show this morning at the gym and he made a good point in saying, you know, you're not going to put on your Instagram, you crying in your pillow. And that's very true. Um, you're not going to do that. You're going to do the highlight reel of the good things that are going on, right? Of the trips and the adventures and of the happy things. And I think we can even, being real, we can be in the midst of a season that is really hard, that is really tough, that is really soul-crushing, and there's still going to be highlights of things that make us happy. You know, whether that's a weekend trip or a trip to the farmer's market or a beautiful new flower that is growing in your garden, something that you want to portray out and you want to share with others because it brought you joy. And I think it brings you joy in the midst of pain, so you are almost setting that up as a reminder this was a good thing that happened to me or a beautiful thing that occurred. So you sharing that isn't you not being authentic. You know, I think we do once in a while have those people who are sharing them crying <laughs> on their Instagrams and that, and that hurts and you hurt for them. Um, but for the most part, I think most people fall under the umbrella of, I will portray out my highlight reel of the good things going on. Um, I will once in a while share the real and tough things. But for the most part, I'm going to keep my crying in the closet to me crying in the closet. Um, so this is a time in which I am not going to completely divulge all details, but I will share a little bit of my summer of crying in the closet. And um, I think biblically, there was a lot that I had to wrestle with and, and work through with God, and I still am. Um, and I won't go in depth to all the details to just honestly respect um, identities and things, but I had, um, I, I had some really, really close friends, people that I 
trusted with the utmost of my heart. And I think for me, I will more readily give love than I will trust. Trust is something that is pretty hard to get with me. Um, but once I trust you, I trust you. And these were some people that I really fully and completely trusted. And they really stabbed me in the back pretty bad. And, and that was something that was just really demoralizing and soul-crushing to me because there were people that I really relied on and held respect for, um, not just from a friend standpoint, but, you know, as, as in the body of Christ. And that was really hard to see them um, kind of fall into um, and be ensnared by something that was tempting them, and they ended up hurting not just me, but many, many people in their lives. Um, but I was just one of the first victims. But but anyway, in this process, I felt I felt abandoned. I felt used and then thrown away. And for me, the fear of being taken for granted and then thrown away is probably one of my biggest fears. Spiders don't really scare me. Uh, I don't prefer snakes. But being taken for granted and thrown out, yeah, that's that's uh, what will keep me up at night. But it, it, working through it with God and and then the idea of being authentic, you know, when I was working over the summer on the podcast and going through the Proverbs 31, I wanted to have all of this happiness. I wanted to share all of this happy and all of this wisdom and these cool things that I had found and researched. But but behind the scenes, I was I was still really hurting and I was really depressed. Um and even in my joy of getting to take adventures or seeing my garden blossom and bloom and of the beautiful things of the summer, there was still a lot of pain that I was working through with the Lord. And, you know, I think pain is something that is not um, hidden at all in the Bible. We even look at, look at, you know, the life of Jesus. So the shortest verse <coughs> of, um, of Jesus is Jesus wept. And so he weeps when his friend Lazarus dies. And what's interesting is, and about 20 minutes after that, Jesus is going to raise Lazarus from the dead. Lazarus had gotten sick. He had passed away. He had been buried in his tomb for four days. And Jesus shows up and he starts weeping. And Lazarus' sister says, you know, Lord, I know that you have the power to do anything, but I'm just kind of leaving it up to you. And Jesus knew what he was going to do. And he knew what his father was going to do. You know, he, he continues and he, in the prayer, he says, Lord, Father, I know you hear me. I know you always hear me. So please, for, you know, the audience that is here today, perform this great miracle in raising this man from the dead. And, of course, Lazarus is raised. And that is one of the most, you know, mind-blowing miracles that we see throughout Scripture. But if you back up a little bit, I think what potentially is more powerful is that the Lord himself was weeping. And he was feeling that pain. And just kind of, I, I'm, I'm a big watcher. I'm, I'm big at listening. I think I listen more than I speak. Because I, I look at the things around me and I, I like observing. And a big thing that you hear when someone starts crying and weeping is don't cry. Don't, you know, they're there, don't cry. And I'm, and I'm guilty of that. I remember my grandmother passed away when I was a kid. And my mom was sobbing, and we uh, we were at a McDonald's. It was like a couple days after. And I remember saying, Mom, don't cry, don't cry. And and I didn't really know what I was saying, you know. I I was saying that because that is just kind of our first response. But in learning through how to properly process pain, we can't 
just bottle it up. We need to get those emotions out, and there's nothing wrong with getting those emotions out. There's nothing wrong about talking about it. There's nothing wrong about crying over it. Jesus himself, he lived a perfect and blameless life, a spotless life, and he wept because he was hurting and he was upset because his friend had died. And I think when we look at that, even though Jesus knew what was going to happen, even though he knew there was all this joy to come, it is powerful that we see that if Jesus was allowed to weep, so are we. And so I think in the spirit of (coughs) chasing authenticity and really living that out, it's okay to cry. It's okay to get those emotions out and it doesn't make you weak. I think if anything, it is strengthening. You know, most people after they cry, they feel a little bit better. And those tears are precious to the Lord, you know, and I think pouring that out and allowing ourselves to have that freedom to weep over something is is the right thing to do. Instead of just pulling up our bootstraps and trudging forward, it's okay to stop and cry and weep and then stand up and then move forward. And you don't want to stay in the crying pit. You don't want to stay there. That's not healthy. But there's a time and place for it. And, you know, I was battling through... Um, for the past several months, honestly, you know, three or four months of, of this heartbreak that I had, you know, I think with friendships, you know, in dating relationships, there's always kind of that potential, like, well, you might break up. Um, and, but you never expect friendships to break up and you don't expect someone to stab you in the back and to, and to hurt you so bad. And so it caught, it catches you off guard so much. Um, you feel kind of sideswiped. And so you have like this whiplash going on. And then you have the fallout from it and the healing process. And I remember sitting and I was kind of being a little bit bratty, (laughs) as I can be with God sometimes. And I was like, well, I don't know. I can't think of any examples in the Bible where, you know, anyone got screwed over with friendship. And, you know, and then instantly, I know this was the Holy Spirit because this wasn't me. I was very abruptly reminded, well, Judas... And I was like, oh, snap, I'm sorry, <laughs> I am sorry. And that thought came to mind, and I just know that wasn't, that wasn't my thought, and that was God. Um, and, you know, you think about that, let's, you know, let's talk about that for a second. So Jesus had all these close friends, and so we, we read the Bible, and we look at it, that we know the ending. So we read things, and we look back, and we're like, oh, that Judas, anytime Judas is mentioned, he, all through the gospel, before, before the big, you know, climactic point, oh, Judas, ew. You know, and you kind of have that, you know, eh, he's messed up. He's a jerk. I hate him. But you look at it, and actually, you know, and Jesus ultimately knew what was going to happen with him. But this guy was Jesus's best friend. Jesus trusted this man. This was one of Jesus's closest and most beloved and most trusted friends in the entire world. And this guy literally sells Jesus for 15 pieces of silver. And, and you look at that because he fell prey and ensnared by the devil. And, and so I look at that and I'm thankful that the Lord um, kindly reproached me with that. Because for one, I was being a brat over my situation because I was not sold for 15 pieces of silver. And for two, I realized Jesus gets it. And I think that's what the Lord was really trying to convey to my heart. Like, I get it, and I know it hurts. And I know 
that there was a lot of trust broken and a lot of hurt. But it's okay to feel that hurt. But it's okay to move on to. And I think there's a beauty when we live our lives in such a way that we allow ourselves to feel the emotions of hurt and pain. We don't keep that from ourselves. We, you know, if we're grieving over something, we allow ourselves to fully and completely express that grief, express that pain, express that heartache how we need to. Because when we do that, we're not allowing it to attach to us. Because people talk about baggage. Well, the baggage is the things that you haven't unpacked, you haven't gotten rid of, you let it bottle up and attach to you. And so, yeah, no wonder you're going to carry it through your whole life. But when you drop that baggage and you work through it and you sort through it before you move forward, you're going to have a much easier time walking forward into life. And, you know, I think there's going to be less likely of a chance that you are going to hold those um, feelings of fear that it will happen again against other people who had no, you know, any involvement with it because you've worked through that. And I think, too, the biggest thing is leaning on God in that process. So knowing it's okay to have expression of hurt and pain, it's okay to lean on your friends, it's okay to talk about it for a while and really talk about it and cry and sit in your closet and just sob for a couple hours and lean on God and say, Lord, I just don't know how to handle this one. And then... You wipe your face off, and you stand up, and you move forward. And, and there's a similar quote by um, John Piper. I love John Piper. And he talks about, sometimes on occasion, it's okay to weep over the life you thought you were going to have. It's okay to just sit and sob over, I thought my life was going to be like this. And then you wipe off your face, and you walk forward into the life that you do have, and that's been given to you, and you do the best you can with it. And I think knowing that if the Lord is going to allow a pain in your life that's causing a heartache or a rough season, you have to know that there's something better coming, that there is some purpose that you will be made stronger and better in the long run, but you have to handle it correctly. You have to lean on God. You have to allow yourself to have that freedom to feel those things. And then you get that freedom. You get that freedom to move forward because you're better for it. And you're not forgotten by the God who made you. So that was really the the topic for today. I think throughout this series, we're going to be talking about some really tough and heavy um, aspects of what it means to be authentic. Um, We're going to have my friend Morgan. She's going to come as a guest. And we're both going to share about um, eating disorders in the next few weeks and other fun, authentic things. But um, this is just really a time to kind of break the molds of what culture is saying authentic is. Because it's so much more than just, like, taking off your makeup and not wearing your makeup. It is so much more than the surface-level things that we are going to call authentic. This is this is a series that is really to encourage and be honest and real. Because God can take it, and he's there with answers, and we can handle it. And I think sometimes bringing things to light and to truth, that's going to be what stifles out the darkness the most. So be blessed um, and take care.